Hello, everyone. This is Richard Robertson from the Dean's Office. Well, today I'm really delighted to get to talk to Joy Mead, and Joy is our newest member of the music faculty. So you're in your second year now, and she is the director of choral activities here at Messiah, and um, conducts our concert choir and choral arts and chamber singers, and uh, teaches voice. And uh, I teach undergrad applied conducting, uh-huh. and then I also get the opportunity to teach for the grad school. Right. So some topics classes, some applied lessons, recitals, things like that. Right. And of course, what I see mostly is mm-hmm. you conducting choirs. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> um, so at any rate, welcome to Messiah, and it's great to, great to talk with you today. And of course, we have the concert choir tour coming up next week, and then your home, home concert, which is one of the things concert choir does. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Could you just talk about uh, what drew you to Messiah in the first place, how you decided to apply for this position, and... Um, how you? Because you were you were at Georgia State University before before coming here. So, yes. uh, how did that happen for you sure. from your point of view? Yeah. Well, I I'm from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I taught public school outside of Philadelphia, so Pennsylvania is my home. And um, I loved my time in Georgia. I did my doctorate at University of Georgia, right. and then went right to work at Georgia State University after that. Um, and when that two year appointment kind of was starting to come to an end, I started looking at how can I um, you know, combine my faith in my music making? How can I um, live closer to family? And I've always known about Messiah College. Linda Tedford, my predecessor, has always been one of those people that I didn't know well, but always knew of because she has such a wonderful reputation as a Christian music educator in really quite nationally. She's mm-hmm. um, So I've always admired her from afar. So it, Messiah's always been on my radar. And um, I've had cousins come through Messiah College. They've played on the men's soccer team. So I've known Messiah on a number of different angles. Now that and I so didn't So when the job know. opening came, <laughs> came I thought, gosh, that would be just a really wonderful place to work. Of course, you knew some of our alums, too. Um, so even some of our music alums. Yeah, even some music alums. So, I mean, Messiah's music Ed alums have a great reputation in the state, so um, mm-hmm. I've worked with them, but also had a number of them in my home church, mm-hmm. um, and so that was just another layer of, yeah, this place is a great spot. I've become more and more aware of some of these connections. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I knew a little bit. Right. I knew you knew the Ekmans, you uh-huh, know, before sure. when we were doing the, the search and uh-huh. so forth, and I knew you were from Pennsylvania, but I had no idea that there were all these, all these multiple connections with Messiah or just mm-hmm. how aware of us you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, during all that time. So you knew about us, and lo and behold, here was uh, just when your two-year appointment at Georgia State was coming to an mm-hmm. end, here was Messiah needing a, doing a search for a choral director. I think I told you you were at the top of my list right from the beginning. So um, well, we're delighted that you're here and uh, glad that you knew about us <laughs> and, and were interested in coming back. Um, so how has it been? You know, I remember that you said, um, you know, you'd never, you'd never had a Christian as a professor. I've never been in a, a Christian environment to learn, for sure. I do think mm-hmm. I've had a number of Christian professors, but it was never really in a situation where they could really share about They could talk about faith. it, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been a new experience, learning how to be more... Um, open about sharing my faith in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I've always been able to show my faith in the classroom, but maybe not share. And so um, I've, I've really enjoyed the learning process. And I kind of feel like it's one of those lifelong things. You just keep discovering more ways to integrate 
your faith and your music making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing kind of where it all goes. I think you were looking at Messiah thinking it would be nice to be in a place where I could be more open with my faith. Um, if I'm, if I remember what you said, or maybe not. I yeah, don't know actually, I when I was applying, I it was the only. Uh, Christian institution I applied to, mm-hmm. but I, I was excited by that idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I know I came to Messiah <clears throat> basically because this is where I got a job. Right. And I don't know yeah. that I was really looking for mm-hmm. to teach at a Christian institution. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was, uh, well, I wonder if I want to go to a school like that. Right. And, uh, and I got here and over the years I have grown to really value sure. uh, the freedom that it has given me. Yeah. Um, so you're in you're of course in the in in the choral world where there is a text. So how do you how do you understand that confluence of music and text from your mm-hmm. your point of your point of view? Yeah, well I think that um, most of the great choral works have great texts, texts mm-hmm. of substance. So I, I think I start very much with the text when I pick my music. Um, I want my students to dwell on things that are excellent and true and good and Mm -hmm. so the text that you sing kind of ends up becoming what you think oftentimes because they just sing it so much it's sort of like singing those hymns over and over again that just you kind of dwell in you forever so um i try to remember that when i program specifically for our tour program um because we want our tour program to be very communicative. Mm-hmm. And so these the students, um, we really start portions of our tour music in the fall. And so they, they sit with the music for quite a while. And so mm-hmm. the text really matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, <clears throat> that's, of course, I, you know, I sang in choirs all the way through school because mm-hmm. what else do you do with a pianist, right? They, you know, <laughs> we're not really good singers, but good we don't singers. fit in anywhere else. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they told us, yeah. <laughs> Um, I know the first thing I sang was the Janacek Mass, and I questioned whether I was a good sight reader at that point because that was my yeah, first semester. That's a tricky start. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, uh, that's that's what they did with us. And you know, I complained about it the whole way through, and then um, missed it as soon as it was over. Hmm. Um, I still miss it to this day. I, I miss singing. I think that's a typical graduate student, yeah. or undergraduate student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, and uh, and I think of all the wonderful things that I that I got to sing, and um, and you're right. Those texts do stay with you. I mean, yeah. even uh, we while I was there, they did the uh, what was it? I think they called it the North American premiere of Buzoni's Faust, oh, wow. Dr. Faust, the opera, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was the offstage in the offstage chorus, so I was just in a little you know room yeah. up over lo- looking down over the stage, yes. and uh, uh, but we were singing we were singing a passage from the um, from the creed, mm-hmm. and yeah. so <laughs> it's, yeah. it's and it's very dramatic because Faust is down there signing his soul to the devil you know on right. stage while we're up here singing yeah. about uh, about uh, the resurrection from the dead and God coming and coming uh, Christ yeah. coming to judge and so forth and. Yeah. Uh, while that's having it's a very dramatic scene, of course, sure. but those uh, I, I may still remember it. This is yeah. this is over forty years ago, so um, yeah. so these things do stick with you, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I got to sing I got to sing so many wonderful wonderful things. So this year you've um, I, I I've been impressed that you um, you choose a, a title for your tour program each year. Mm-hmm. Last year was so loved. This mm-hmm. year it's prayer and purpose. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, um, I try to uh, choose 
a thematic idea to the program that so it has some sort of narrative for the audience Mm -hmm. and also so the students can contextualize the music kind of in their own minds as they deliver it um and i've i felt that this this program kind of came out of a place where i've noticed that some of my students feel anxious a lot and so i was like what can i program where i address that but not directly um but i more address like steps to help them feel less anxious Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. without me really directly preaching at them about feeling less anxious (laughs) and so um this is kind of where prayer and purpose came in because i feel like some of their anxiety stems from not really knowing what they're going to do with their life after college and um and then kind of prayer being a way to navigate some of those issues of anxiety and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where this program stemmed from. And then I kind of decided, okay, what type of music really deals with those ideas? And I thought about the spiritual and um, all of the uncertainties that the slaves experienced and how a whole genre of music came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to look at kind of what spirituals might be good starting points. And so you'll see those as kind of pillars throughout the whole program. We start with William Dawson's Every Time I Feel the Spirit, I Will Pray. Um, and what else do we have? We have um, Down to the River to Pray. That kind of ends the first program. We have Precious Lord, Precious Lord Order My Steps is a contemporary gospel piece. Um Simpson's arrangement of the spiritual hold on and then we have Andre Thomas's arrangement of go where I send thee uh, towards the end of the program but then I've also programmed um, some well-known hymns along the way Um, we're doing an arrangement of oh master let me walk with thee which is a a well-known hymn tune as well as three different settings of the lord's prayer um kind of a shaker shape note setting we're doing a stravinsky russian orthodox setting we're doing durflay french mm-hmm. catholic setting and then we're doing uh warren martin's anthem of dedication which has a, a number of different famous hymns about purpose um mm-hmm. and quote-unquote calling strung throughout right right so well, of course, you've 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 rung my bell again because you 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 have something by Joe Scan in here. Yeah, so we have <laughs> two um, mm-hmm. kind of look at uh, prayers to Mary in mm-hmm. the first half, the Joscan Ave Maria, mm-hmm. and then this contemporary Requiem, right. which is is a prayer to Mary, but it's it's written by a folk singer and, and arranged by a famous uh, artist in our country, Craig Hella Johnson, choral artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that those those kind of pair nicely together as old and new prayers to sure. Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and just another way to kind of broaden the circle of our listeners and mm-hmm. bring in um, a lot of our uh, Catholic audience and students. Sure, sure. And um, the Lord's Prayer by Stravinsky. Yeah, with three settings of the Lord's Prayer. Kittery is billing setting right, right. Um, which the text is slightly different but it's it's a version of the lord's prayer mm-hmm. and then stravinsky which is this really neoclassical kind of stark uh yes. mm-hmm. very emotionless setting of the lord's prayer and then this beautiful setting of the durfley lord's mm-hmm. prayer of course there'd be there'd be more connection almost for me between stravinsky and durfley billing's sure. just coming out of a totally different world well, yeah, first kind of American composer, yes. labeled at first as American composer. It's real bright, brassy. Uh-huh. My, my hope there was that um, the, the choir's tone changes tremendously between all three of those settings. Of so just the, the technical challenge I wanted them to explore uh, sure. on that. But also um, 
just like how different cultures and time periods have interpreted scripture and right. things like that is right. just interesting to me. Yeah. Billings, of course, is just uh, such a fascinating character. We all know that when Jesus wept, took the beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. round that yeah. he did. And he also did some, um, of course, some patriotic things for the, the Revolutionary yeah, War time and, and, yeah. uh, and all that kind of setting. But Yeah, the poor guy, he, he had a rough life. Yeah, you he, think... He was a great composer. <laughs> yeah, you think of him in the in the... In the context of the singing schools, and so how far do you go with that kind of sort of raw singing, or how far you, you all say all the way? In fact, I, I really... can't get my students to go far enough. It yeah. is pulling teeth to get them to make the brassy kind really of sound that I'm wanting them to produce. Go, yeah, to go that we're working way too. towards it. That's, yeah. that's okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, there is a healthy way of producing that sound uh, for all yeah. those people listening that think I don't care about vocal well, production. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, this is the thing, you know, you, what's, what is the appropriate thing? Because uh, some of those singing school things are gorgeous when they're sung as if they were written by Brahms, you know, they, they can be. Oh, they could be gorgeous they, many different ways. Many different ways. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and yet the, the real style is that. And that was the style here in the United States, I think, at the beginning yep. of the 20th century. Absolutely. Even. I mean, it was meant for common people. It was meant for unrefined, this untrained just, not long yeah. before she died, my grandmother, actually, I'd never heard her sing before, I don't yeah. think. And she said, yeah, when I was younger, people thought I had a nice voice. And she sang, and it was this, yeah. it was that sound. Yeah, yeah. It was all through her nose. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, I, I've heard that before. I know yeah. that's, you know, I know what that is. Yeah. So that was, that's the right sound mm-hmm. for that kind of, that kind of music. Well, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. So what would be the difference in the sound between Stravinsky and Duraflay? Well, Stravinsky, uh, the challenge there is to just make it really non-emotive. <laughs> and so the students actually have a hard time with just producing consistent, non-emotive, robust singing sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Duraflay has a lot more give and take to it, a lot more, um, you know, text stress and things sure, like that. Sure. And so it's just, just yeah. different very diff- very styles. different composers and of course Dorflay uh, was more the academic more the more the teacher and uh, and the organist of course mm-hmm. and and um, and of course Stravinsky the internationally known right. famous famous yeah. composer the yeah. real contrast and you had a real French connection between them mm-hmm. because uh, Stravinsky's early successes were there in Paris right. and so forth um, so it's just it's just interesting to think about think about those things mm-hmm. and um I always, with Stravinsky, I always remember um, sophomore theory class, actually, when I was in school, and uh, a student doing a report on the poetics of music, and mm-hmm. she was shocked that Stravinsky actually believed in God and was uh, practicing yeah. Roman Catholic. And yeah. uh, and uh, I just remember that to this day, yes. because she was like, he, she, it couldn't, she couldn't like believe. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, so it's 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 yeah. wonder. That's a wonderful collection of three very different, yeah. very different settings. Yeah, and just a picture into different cultures and time periods for the students. And they're really coming right after, uh, you know, uh, the, these these spirituals. Uh, yeah, I this, don't know order my steps before, in your word. It's it's a contemporary gospel mm-hmm. piece, okay. um, uh-huh. and it features a really fantastic soprano soloist who's quite the improviser. So it's it's sure. special to be able to feature her. Um, yeah. So and you know that arrangement of Precious Lord is just jazzy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And 
really all of these pieces. Oh, Master, Let Me Walk With Thee is a hymn tune. It's with the organ. Um, Mm It kind of follows the traditional church anthem soloist. Then everybody sings in unison, and then this beautiful reharmonization, and then a descant, Mm -hmm. big organ ending. Um, So everything has a lot of contrast to it. Um, So even mm -hmm. within this this section three that goes Mm -hmm. before the Lord's Prayer, I mean, these could all be done in in the in a sort of um, gospel style, but um, you hear them that way. But they, what you're saying is that these aren't that way at all. Well, they're all from very different time mm-hmm. periods right. and um, kind of, yeah, require different mm-hmm. uh, tone colors and purposes, right. different meanings and things like that. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> and what's this This at the end? Did you, did you talk about this anthem of dedication? Is that the last piece? Or, no, there's... Oh, Lord, Lord, well, we always finish with the Lord bless you and keep you. That's sure. a special tradition here at Messiah, sure. mm-hmm. as it is many places, I think. Um, yes, yes. But the anthem of dedication, it it really, uh, it features uh, our fantastic organist on this tour, Dan mm-hmm. Umholtz. So mm-hmm. it's it's... It's a beautiful organ piece. Right. I, I grew to know this piece from my time at Westminster because we sang it at every graduation oh, okay. um, because it's it's a very commissioning type of sure. text. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes out of kind of the English church anthem idea um, as far as kind of call and response and changing tonalities and different hymns throughout. Um, but the, the main thrust of it is one choir sings, whom shall we send and who will go for us? And this other choir sings, here my Lord, send me. And then it follows a, a hymn that talks about um, how God is mm-hmm. ordaining purpose and things like that. And then that refrain comes back, whom shall we send and who will go for us here? My Lord, send me. And then a new, a new hymn. hymn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens three times throughout. So there's three hymns um, with this kind of commissioning text set in between. So take my life and let it be. And what's the last hymn? The last hymn is, O oh Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, be thou forever mm-hmm. near me, my master and my friend. And then always coming back to that sort of Isaiah's, it's from Isaiah's call, isn't mm-hmm. it? The, yeah. The opening. Mm-hmm. And so that, that comes back in between each in, of the in between. hymns. Yep. So it makes it kind of purpose uh, personal for the yes. students to deliver that. Mm-hmm. And that comes at the end of a long program of the first half kind of more focuses on the prayer and the second half more on the purpose. So it kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. comes at the end because it combines these ideas of purpose and prayer. And a lot of the prayer texts we chose deal with, mm-hmm. you know, seeking guidance or purpose or things like that. Yeah. So hopefully they get kind of in people's hearts and minds, particularly my singers, um, as they navigate, you know, college years are full of change and uncertainty, also full of joy and wonderfulness. So hopefully yes. they get all of that um, through their choral experience on tour. Right. Well, I know, though, I mean, this I was uh, at NASM last fall, and uh, just the, the topic of the anxiety that our students feel today came up multiple times while I was there. So this is something that's not just here at Messiah. You were talking about your students feeling, right, yeah. feeling anxious mm-hmm. about their lives. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is just something that college students seem to feel in a new and unique way at this time yeah, for whatever reason. For some reason. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, a commonality among all people of any age. At any time. Um, and everybody that. that gets older sometimes has found coping mechanisms for that, healthy or unhealthy. But we yes. want our Messiah students to find really healthy, healthy ones. ones. <laughs> Grounded in truth uh, and all of those things. So And in, and in prayer. Yes. And I, I can say mm-hmm. that, is, that, is, that is the best place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my experience anyway. So. And that's interesting. So now yeah. talk a little bit about the, the tour itself. You know, when, when 
Sure. You, now, I know you're going to be here and sing for ACSI. We're going to sing for ACSI on Tuesday. So the ACSI, just to say, is the Association of Christian Schools International. Mm -hmm. They have an arts festival here on campus on Tuesday. They're expecting 11 1100 over 1100 students we'll see how that plays out but there yeah. is going to be a huge huge group of high school kids here yeah. so you're singing for them yeah really grateful to get that opportunity to sing for them mm -hmm. they were really generous to kind of carve out a few moments for us to do that mm -hmm. and then Wednesday morning we um, head off early to Maryland mm -hmm. and we'll be in Maryland for five days we'll sing um, six different concerts during those five days and we'll also visit five high schools Wow. So it'll be a full tour, pretty much two high schools every day and a concert at night. And That's a we'll very busy. And <laughs> hopefully get a chance to visit the beginning of the Cherry Blossom Festival at DC, in D.C. Yes. on Saturday morning. Uh -huh. Okay, so you're going all the way down to Washington. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, and, and many of our concerts are just kind of in in Maryland technically, but right outside of Washington, D.C. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. so down, down in that area. Yeah. And then coming, and you'll be back on Sunday? We'll be back Sunday night. Our last concert is actually in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church at 4 p.m. And then we'll be back after and that. And that's, that's, that, that's on Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, yeah. We'll sing a church, two church services on Sunday morning in mm -hmm. um, Damascus. And okay. then we'll be back up to Ephrata. And then your home concert, mm -hmm. which will be the same program, basically, same program. is... Friday the 27th of March at 7.30 which is actually two weeks after you get back, almost, almost not quite two weeks. It Am is, I saying it? It's not the Friday after you get it back. It is the it's, Friday we get back. It is the Friday you get mm -hmm. back. Yeah. I'm jumping out. Okay. I think, yeah. Yes. No, you're it right. Is. You're right. Okay. So it is the Friday after yes. you get back. And then we have Azagano the next day. So yes. that whole week is kind of full <laughs> with new music um, because we'll be participating in the Azagano okay. festival and so, sing for them. So Friday night. You and then we have Beethoven 9 the next day. Friday night. <laughs> It's a busy time. Friday night, you will sing your home concert. Yes. But all week long leading up to that, you'll be rehearsing with Azagano, at least some. Yes. And how much are you singing as part of Azagano? I believe we're singing four pieces. Four pieces? Okay. Yeah. So Azagano, again, is our wonderful program. They've been here before. Uh, that Azagano is a group of, associated with Ohio University, and, and it's a drumming and dancing group uh, that features African drumming and dancing. They're bringing, um, I think, 11 artists from Ghana mm -hmm. to be part of that program. And in addition to the concert choir, our um, student dancers, student percussionists, the orchestra, uh, and gospel choir Correct. are all going to be part of that program. Yes. So it's quite a number of, of music department ensembles that will be part of that. So for concert choir, it'll be those four numbers. Sure. And then a week later, right? So yeah. that's... Uh, you will be doing Beethoven's, Beethoven's Ninth, Ninth Symphony with the Harrisburg Symphony. With the Harrisburg Symphony. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a very unusual Beethoven Ninth Symphony because it's a choir of 700 or it so at the, at the farm show. Yes. So have you ever done anything like that before? Have you ever? Well, I've done Beethoven's Ninth many, many yes. times. Yes. Um, not in a choir of 700. I've sung Mahler's Symphony um, of a Thousand in a big choir like that before. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so I've had that experience. In a, um, in a an arena like that, though? Have you oh, been not in an arena. Yeah. No, it was at the Lincoln Center. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but the the community idea of it is so fabulous that it's, like, worth it. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
not the ideal place. I'm amazed. I mean, Linda, you know, just always hated it when we'd had to sing in less than ideal situations. And I would always be, you know, like holding her hand figuratively speaking, and saying, Linda, it's going to be okay, it's well, going to be okay. Well, she's leading this with <laughs> lots of positive energy, yes. so she's, she's, she's doing really a great job. She's really excited about yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, I guess, so I know she's very enthusiastic about this, yeah. about this program. This will, it'll be great. And, uh, and I think it will be, too. Yeah. I think it will be, too. So, um, so yeah, then the, the choir has a week off for Easter. Right. And then they come back and sing a weekend gospel explosion festival here with invited high school choirs and a guest clinician, Damian Sneed, Essence of Joy alumni singers, and uh, Eric Bird. How many high school choirs do you expect to have here? I think we have four. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, it'll be really, really fun. All of our Messiah choirs are participating, and um, it'll be a big, big mass choir as part of it, but also Dr. Sneed will be featured in the concert, you know, doing his own um, music and Essence of Joy alumni singers and Dr. Tony Leach will be featured. Right. Our own gospel choir will be featured, and then we'll have these three big combined pieces at the end um, for this kind of mass gospel experience. Mm-hmm. Gospel experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, what's what's the date for that? That's is the 18th and 19th. 18th and is 19th the of April. The, the concerts at yes. 4 p.m. on the 19th, on, which is Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. There's one more thing that's new this year for the vocal area, yes. and that's in the summer. Oh, wait, now, we have Opera Pops. Oh, you have Opera Pops. Weekend. After Gospel Explosion is that's Opera right. Pops. That's right. We've got to talk about Coral Opera Arts Pops. Coral Arts is singing yes. uh, on with the Symphony Orchestra, the Opera Workshop students, and then Coral Arts is doing a couple so this is something big numbers totally from Carmen new. and Nabucco. So our Opera Workshop, of course, has... You know, the marvelous thing. I brag about them all the time because they've won national awards yeah. and put us in the company with some major state universities mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and so it's just a really great program. And, and since I love opera and uh, I'm just I'm thrilled that it's mm-hmm. here. So we have done pops programs before with the orchestra mm-hmm. where we had student soloists come out and sing arias. Yeah. And uh, and those have been great, but we've never had a choir before. Yeah, it was part every of Every opera needs a choir. Every opera needs a choir. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm just r- curious, you know, what what repertoire are you doing for that program, and what's yeah, well, <laughs> what's our happening? our yeah. choral art society is doing this program mm-hmm. with with um, the opera workshop students. So they're they're doing two pieces on their own, and then they're sort of the backup singers for three mm-hmm. other pieces. And of course, choral arts, just to say, is a, yeah, it's, it's community a, members and students. Yeah, we call it our town and gown choir. Exactly, yeah. Faculty, yes. students, staff, community, mm-hmm. all of the above. And mm-hmm. it just meets once a week in the spring. So right. it's kind of a wonderfully short commitment for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing, on our own, um, we're doing the Les Voisis chorus from Carmen, which has the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
<laughs> Almost any. I think there's one weekend off, maybe. <laughs> That's great. Well, anyway, so then this summer you're starting a vocal academy along with our voice faculty, which yes. is new. Yeah. Could summer, you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the Summer Vocal Academy is geared towards high school students, so incoming ninth graders through seniors who just graduated. It's three and a half days at Messiah where they'll uh, get private voice lessons. They'll do all sorts of different workshops based around um you know, college audition processes, kind of uh, vocal health, music theater workshops, and then they'll also do a number of different type of choral ensembles, whether they're large ensembles, okay. kind of chamber ensembles, student-led ensembles, all sorts mm -hmm. of things like that, all in three and a half days, and it kind of wow. finishes with... Uh, a, a voice recital and choral concert. I didn't realize day. it was as short as that. So yeah, they come Wednesday afternoon and okay. then they go home sun Saturday after the concert. Right. Yeah. Oh wow, that is very condensed. So it's nice because they'll get uh, to stay in college dorms should they choose. Mm -hmm. You can be a resident or a commuter, so right, kind right. of get that college experience, mm -hmm. um, college audition prep, um, and. Mm -hmm. Just get that experience to under and, their belt before. And this is in June, right? It is in June, seventeenth to the twentieth. Mm -hmm. So this is a new camp. We've, mm -hmm. of course, we've had the um, chamber music, which is going away. So I'm kind of happy that we're replacing that with something else. The music department also has a um, jazz. They collaborate with the Central Pennsylvania Friends of Jazz. Do a jazz camp in June, and we also have the orchestra camp then in July. That's been here for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, for um, middle and high school string players primarily, and or I think exclusively for string players. And um, so we have those three camps. And in the School of the Arts, we also have a theater camp and a, um, dance, a dance camp. Intensive. Yeah, mm -hmm. dance intensive. So um, if anyone's listening to this and looking for something like that, there's uh, lots of lots of opportunities in the summer. But I'm excited about this, this particular one just because it's new and because... Um, Lots of people sing, and uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, and there's no audition requirement mm -hmm. or sort of expectation for mm -hmm. college-bound music making to happen, just to come and sing and make f sweet friends and experience life on a college campus. Right, right. So anyway, lots going on in the whole choral and vocal world. And of course, we haven't even touched on the whole grad program, and we'll leave that for another day, But because uh, that's part of your world <laughs> as well. Uh, and I know there's a lot there, but uh, lots, lots of things happening. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing um, prayer and purpose and prayer. Am prayer I, and purpose. Prayer nice. and purpose. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get my words in the right order there. So <laughs> looking forward to hearing prayer and purpose when, uh, when you get back. It looks like a really well-put-together program. And uh, I'm just excited to hear it and uh, delighted that you're here. And it's great to talk with you this morning. So thanks for being part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is Richard Robertson from the Dean's Office.